Yes, 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 this is the conversation. You've heard the first track, which is a brief explanation with some examples. Now we are going to look at wise and to be into in context lots of times in a conversation. So this is a conversation between two natives, all very natural. The only thing that's not natural is they keep repeating wise and to be into, but that's so that you can hear it a lot in context with natural uses. Remember guys on the website, keatenglish.com, K-E-Y-T-E, english.com, you have more resources, transcriptions, translations, and other activities, so check it out. The link, as always, is in the description. So the conversation might be a bit difficult. The conversations, we try to make the conversations on this course quite challenging because if you hear a conversation like, hello, how are you? I am fine. People don't talk like this in real life. So if you do find the conversation challenging, don't worry, afterwards I will analyze it and look at some of the most important, difficult and interesting aspects. So. Turn your ears on, get ready, and let's listen to that conversation. Hey, Chris. Hey, man. How's everything going? Well, job-wise, pretty well, but love life-wise, not so good. Oh, really? What's up? Oh, nothing. We've just had an argument. Steve's still really into his video games, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't want to talk about it, so let's change the subject. So tell me, what are you into music-wise right now? Well, right now, I'm really into Johnny Cave. Johnny Cave? I've never heard of him. Well, of course you haven't. You're into all that trap rubbish. <laughs> hey, music-wise, I've got really broad taste, I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah, you listen to rubbish, trash and nonsense. Oi! <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh Lyrics-wise, I'm not sure he's your sort of thing, though. What about melody-wise? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. I'll check him out later on. Ah, it's here. What is it? You know that series I'm really into? Uh, I ordered a couple of T-shirts, and looks like they're already here. Oh, great. Gotta go. Sorry, bye. Bye. Man, series-wise, he's into some really geeky stuff. Analysis. Lots of interesting things here. Let's have a look. Job-wise, pretty well, but love-life-wise, not so good. So here we see wise after a compound or, or hyphenated noun, love-life. So you can do this as well, love-life-wise. Fast food-wise, you can do this. It's a very versatile term, wise. So love-life-wise, not so good. Then later he says that his other half, which is a way that you can say your, your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, your other half, it's less romantic than it. It sounds very romantic. It's not always that romantic. It can be, but not necessarily. That his other half is driving him crazy with all the video games he's playing. So this is a nice expression here, to drive someone crazy. This is driving me crazy. A lot of my students make a mistake. They say, it's getting me crazy. 
No, we do not say it's getting me crazy. We say it's driving me crazy. In the past, it drove me crazy. It has driven me crazy. The same as driving a car. Later, notice that he says, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. This is a very common thing to do. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. So let's change the subject. Want to becomes wanna when talking naturally. Like going to becomes gonna. We do this a lot in English and these are two of the most common ones. This is universal. It's not only American, it's American, British, Australian, everywhere. And it's not only informal. Uh, people will use it in formal contexts as well. You do not need to use it, but you need to recognize it. Next, listen to how he says this. So tell me, what are you into music-wise right now? So tell me, what are you into music-wise right now? What are you enjoying music-wise? What are you into? He says it like, what are you into? What are you into? Let's hear it again. What are you into? So what are you often becomes what are you? What are you? Other people would say what you? What you into? This is very, very street, very relaxed English. It's less common, what you? But more international is what are you? What are you into? What are you? What are you? What are you into? Now listen to this. What does he say at the beginning? Of course you haven't. You're into all that trap rubbish. Now that first bit, he says very quickly. He says, well, of course you haven't. Listen again. Of course you haven't. Well, of course you haven't becomes, well, of course you haven't. Well, of, co well, of course you haven't. Well, of course you haven't. But very quick. Well, of course you haven't. So this is a very common thing to do as well. And it can make comprehension very difficult. In English, we like to put words together and not pronounce words and sounds as well. But we also change the sounds of how we pronounce words depending on the sentence, which can make comprehension very challenging. For example here, of becomes a. Well, a, well, a course. Well, of course, well, a course. This happens a lot. Best of is often pronounced besta. Sort of, often pronounced sorta. Kind of, kinda. What kind of music do you like? What sort of music do you like? I'm kind of tired. I'm a little bit tired. You can say I'm kind of tired. This can make comprehension pretty difficult, especially words that change their sound. They are pronounced differently if they are not accentuated, if they are not emphasized. Okay. So if I emphasize of, I say of, but if I don't, it often changes to a. Like for, if you don't emphasize for, often becomes for. Is this for you? Is this for you? Is this for you? Is this for? This for? This for you? So yes, watch out for that when trying to understand, guys. I know it can be difficult, but practice listening and analyzing and knowing these tricks will help you. And on this course, we do this a lot to help you improve your comprehension. Then his friend replies with something that has a lot of interesting English in it. Hey, music-wise, I've got really broad taste, I'll have you know. Music-wise, I've got really broad tastes, I'll have you know. Okay, broad means wide, but we use it in certain circumstances, like broad knowledge of a subject, broad shoulders, broad tastes. And this is one of those cases, broad tastes. He has a very wide range of different tastes. Also notice he says, I've got. A lot of people don't understand this. 
I have, for example, I have a watch, I have a glass of water. You can also say I've got, I've got a watch, I've got a glass of water. It's the same thing, possession in the present. You think got is the past. Okay, so it's the completing of an action or a past action. No, it's a, an alternative to say have. Have you got the time? Has he got any children? However, have you can use in the past, present, future, conditional. He had a house. She is going to have a baby. Would they have a problem if I did this, etc.? With have got, you can only use it in the present. I've got, I haven't got, have you got? So remember, this is for simple possession. I have something, I have got, I've got something. Also, interestingly, he says here, I'll have you know at the end. So this is kind of when you're kind of joking, you're being playful. Normally when you are pretending to use indignation, indicating that you're a bit annoyed or upset about something. You can also use it if you are genuinely upset or annoyed or indignant. But it means actually, I have really broad tastes actually. So here he's being playful. He's sort of correcting what the guy is saying. Yes. So I'm a very good singer, I'll have you know. That's actually a bad example though, because I'm quite a bad singer. Anyway, later we hear... <laughs> just, just kidding. To kid is to joke. To be kidding, to be joking. So he says, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm only kidding. I'm just kidding. And he stutters a little bit as well. <laughs> J just kidding. To stutter is when you try to say something, but it d d doesn't come out the first time. S-T-U-T-T-E-R. Stutter. We also hear the use of later on, which is the same as later. Also notice in the pronunciation that the R at the end of later goes to the beginning of the word on. Later on, later on, later on. We don't say later on, no, we say later on, later on, later on. Also be careful with the pronunciation of the word series, not series, it's like series. This word is interesting because it's the same in singular and plural. One series with an S, not one series. No, one series, two series, three series. And now listen to this again. I ordered a couple of t-shirts and looks like they're already here. First, I want to focus on pronunciation. I ordered a couple of t-shirts. He says, I ordered a couple. Notice that the D at the end of ordered goes to the word a. Ordered da, da. We don't say I ordered uh, no one says that. We always combine the D with the A. So whenever you have a word in English that ends with a consonant and the next word begins with a vowel sound, we, combine, we move the consonant from the end of the word to the beginning of the next word. Okay? I ordered a couple of t-shirts. Like picked up, we say picked up, picked up. I worked out, we don't say that, we say I work out. I worked out. We do this loads all the time and it's really important for comprehension and eventually if you use it you will speak more comfortably and fluently. But don't worry in this course we are going to see lots and lots of uses of this because it is so common in English. Next notice he says looks like and looks like they're already here. He doesn't say and it looks like they're already here. You can do this. There are certain expressions in English where you can omit 
the subject. It looks like they are already here. Looks like they're already here. Like if you say, that sounds good, you can also say, sounds good. You can't always do this in English. Normally you can't, but there are certain expressions and certain pieces of language where you can do it. And the final thing I wanted to look at was this. Series-wise, he's into some really geeky stuff. Series-wise, he's into some really geeky stuff. Traditionally, a geek is someone that is really into something that is not very cool, something a little bit eccentric, a little bit strange. Traditionally, like science fiction, before it was so popular. Yeah, someone who has kind of unusual tastes and they are obvious about it. They are quite passionate and they don't try to hide it. Now, geek also has the adjective geeky, as you can see here. You can also use it as a verb. I am geeking out. Well, it's a phrasal verb, really, to geek out about something, to geek out over something. Like, ah, oh, I'm geeking out about the new Jurassic Park film or whatever. You know, getting really excited in a geeky way. However, in modern times, geek has sort of transformed a little bit. And you can be a something geek, just meaning that you're really into something. For example, you could say, ah, oh, I am a real Game of Thrones geek. Or maybe he is a real technology geek. So in theory, you can use it for anything, but we tend to use it more for stuff that isn't necessarily unusual because technology is very popular, okay? Or Game of Thrones is very popular. Uh, more before the final season, but uh, that's a different topic. You could use it for sports, but if you say he's a football geek, this is someone who knows all of the facts and figures, all the statistics. They know all of the details about it. So it's a more versatile term these days. Right, now that we've analyzed this and gone through it, let's listen to that conversation again and let's see if you understand more this time. Hey, Chris. Hey, man. How's everything going? Well, job-wise, pretty well, but love-life-wise, not so good. Oh, really? What's up? Oh, nothing. We've just had an argument. Steve's still really into his video games and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it, so let's change the subject. So tell me, what are you into music-wise right now? Well, right now, I'm really into Johnny Cave. Johnny Cave? But I've never heard of him. Of course you haven't. You're into all that trap rubbish. <laughs> hey, music-wise, I've got really broad taste, I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah, you listen to rubbish, trash, and nonsense. Oi! <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, Lyrics-wise, I'm not sure he's your sort of thing, though. What about melody-wise? Yeah, I, I reckon, yeah. I'll check him out later on. Ah, it's here. What is it? You know that series I'm really into? Uh, I ordered a couple of T-shirts, and looks like they're already here. Oh, great. Gotta go, sorry, bye. Bye. Man, series-wise, he's into some really geeky stuff. Well, that's it for the conversation. Hope that you learnt a lot and understood better the second time. Remember that we have more materials on the website. Check that out at keatenglish.com. That's K-E-Y-T-E, english.com. Next up, we have an interesting topic where we can practice these expressions again and again and talk about something interesting. See you there.